Gomer Show, Gomer Show, does whatever Gomer wants to do. It's the Gomer Show. No, just thank God Monday is freaking over. I mean, you can thank God for Friday all you want. Friday is like a huge, but damn, thank goodness Monday is freaking over. What up, dude? We're live. Andy is not going to make it this week. He is ill. He has been sick. Oh, well. He's up since 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, it's nothing too serious. Yeah, I think he's doing okay. But yeah, welcome to the pre-show, everybody. This is the part of the show where we talk about what we're going to do on the show really easy on Mondays, these late Mondays now. We're just going to talk about all the new comics. You're ready to do it, Taylor? I just saw you like 23 hours ago. So what could yeah, have possibly happened? Probably the most, the coolest thing ever. You're probably like, well, you know, I met, you know, Mark Hamill today and I was going to tell you all about it, but fuck you. I'm going to go. <laughs> you know? I don't know, man, but these, uh, these back-to-back days of dealing with you are, are hard. Oh, to get you're, through. if you're not used to it by now, you just might as well duck that water, motherfucker. Yeah, Let's fair point. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely need these Monday nights to talk about comics. I know he's talking about Nazis there, but it just works so well. I hate these guys. Well, hard to blame him. On both counts. Oh yeah, everybody should hate them, but I mean, I understand why everybody would hate us. Welcome back. It's another episode of this Geek and Comics Outright Geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. Gomer and Taylor, hour. Uh, Andy's under the weather. Dave yeah. is at work. Yeah. But Get better I should, soon. I guess I should emphasize that. that, like, we're not evil like Nazis are. We're just Yeah, just we're not annoying. evil. We're just kind of douchebags. Accidental yeah. douchebags. Yeah. We're just, we're just more insufferable, but, like, exactly. for non-nefarious reasons. And we're not really trying to do it. At least I'm not. It's all accidental. It's just my nature to be a yeah. douchebag. Oh, well. New comics. We start at Boom. Real easy this week over at Boom. Uh, they got Expanse still going. This book feels like it's been going on forever. feels like the show's been canceled for like uh, 10 years and <laughs> still doing this book, which is fine. But I'm pretty yeah, I mean, sure this book was coming Firefly out when the show been, was. How long has Firefly been canceled? That's like been like 20 years and they're still cranking that shit out. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Grimm gets the pen and ink. Uh treatment that's just when it's you know black and white not a bad idea but just not my cup of tea power rangers 117 but rare flavors number four uh this is ram v doing like this it's like a, a demon what's the cat demon from D and never always forget the name oh um it's one of them i, I can't think it, of a cat it, demon off the top of my head honestly yeah it's like a cat demon or something uh i don't remember but anyway, this book's damn cool. Oh, like a uh, rakshasa? There's always like a recipe in it. Rakshasha. Rakshasha. Yeah, t- yeah, technically they're not demons, but yeah, they are like evil cat creatures for sure. Oh, and that's kind of what this is. He's like an evil dude, but he also wants to be like a world-class chef. And it's just wild. It's so weird and fun. It's like if it's like if Bourdain was still around writing comics, you know, because he wrote a mm. couple, you know, before he passed away. So... Uh, and then Slow Burn number five wraps that series. Moving on to DC, Amazon's attack number five, Disturbing the Peace. Huge deal here, as we saw in many books. And we're going to talk about this again here in just a moment when we get to the G's. 
fallout of not just Beast World, but everything Amanda Waller is doing throughout the DC universe. She kind of feels like she is like the hinge point yeah, for they've been so doing many it. of these books. They've been it this has been going on for a while now, yeah, but it's kind of like they did it subtly enough that I didn't really appreciate it, I guess. But yeah, she is um in the Green Arrow book. She is in this Amazon's attack shit. Like every time you see Peacemaker, she's behind it. Usually. Yeah, she's pulling his strings. Yeah. And he's loving and, it. Most prominently in uh, Titans and especially in that Beast World event. So, yeah, they're really setting her up yeah. to uh, just great, be this like cover. this all-encompassing just source of grief for our heroes, you know? Do-bag. Yeah, big, huge douchebag. She is. She's mean. She's so good at it. But great. Yeah, Yara Floor cover here. Love Are that. there any other kind of Yara Floor um, covers? So, yeah, Amazon Attacks has been good. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, Batman Brave and the Bold hits issue number 10 with a cool Simone DeMeo cover. Um, DC Connect. Detective Comics hits issue 1082. Uh, Flash, Mike, Mike Diodato Flash is hitting issue number 6. Um, I know you've been a little hit or miss on this series. I mean, you're the bigger Flash guy than me, but I don't know. I enjoyed the I'm last a couple issues behind, I think. I mean, the Diodato artwork alone is like worth checking out. And you know, I, there's there's sure, plenty of room for, sure. for in the Flash for like these esoteric, trippy bullshit concepts. I mean, that's nothing new for the character, but I don't know. I just feel like I miss the more goofy kind of like you know homespun like down energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goofy down to earth, and it is precise. Barrier. He does tend to get up his butt sometimes. You know, he's kind of weird about it. But this is a great cover. This is a cool ass fucking cover. Yeah, that's I cool. love that. Uh, and then, yes, the aforementioned Green Arrow. This is the Beast World Fallout, where Green Arrow is like, "No, I'm going." He does like the Logan thing from Civil War. No, I'm going after the real villain. I'm a rebel. I ain't a member of the Justice League no more. It don't matter. I'm gonna go take out Waller. And Waller gives him an offer that he can't refuse. I'm guessing. Um, I mean, that that's that just reeks of, like, a fake-out cover. But, you know, what? I guess we'll see, I guess. Yeah, but, um, I'm going to read it, this issue. I'm it's sorry. kind of funny. Um, Green Arrow, this current run, got started as the fallout from Dark Crisis. And now exactly. uh, it's picking up with the fallout from uh, from Beast World. So just, yeah, just but, I mean, picking that's up these big torches and running with them. Yeah. yeah, and that's Williamson. You know, he's got his, you know, finger on the pulse of everything going on at DC. He's one of the loudest guys in the oh, room. Yeah. I mean, for so, a while, he was writing every fucking book they have, it seems He's like. still writing four or five. And, and that's writing G.I. Joe and Duke. stepping down mean, a little bit, you know? That's what's crazy. Oh, true. Right. Yeah, that dude's writing fucking everything over there. Um, but I bet he's having just the best damn time doing it, you know? Oh, it's sure. And like, be right in DC. On the level, it's been good shit, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn 37 just wanted to – man, there's some great covers this week, and this is another one. I love this. Simple, fun, exactly what you'd expect from from a Harley Quinn cover. Just, oh, that's cool, dude. I don't get it. It's just so simple that it's, you know, just beautiful in its simplicity. I just, I yeah, love I it. mean, there's just a, a simple meal well made, you know, can be, you know, a nice thing to have every now and then. Yeah. Uh, Jorge, Jorge Corona get a cover for the uh, Jay Garrick, the Flash number five, a penultimate issue of this series. It's been good too. It's been yeah, it's been pretty solid. All of these uh, like golden age throwback books have been a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, JSA from twenty twenty two is getting collected in a big twenty five dollar book. Don't miss out on that. That's going to be. I swear cool. they've collected this like five times now. But oh, they yeah, have, and they'll collect it another five. 
I enjoyed the hell yeah. out of it, though. So, like, yeah, definitely check it out if you haven't. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's going to come all around into the Amanda Waller shit. Like, eventually, Amanda Waller is going to win, and, and then their big I've... solution is time travel to bring these guys into the present day or something. I wouldn't be at all surprised. That'd be rad. I would read the hell out of that. Penguin hits issue seven, and then we wrap with Power Girl number six, which I have not been reading. I mean, that just kind of fell off my radar. I read that first issue, and there's nothing particularly bad about it. It's just kind of, it just kind of got lost in the shuffle. It didn't, it didn't grab me, you know? Yeah. No, me neither. Me neither. All right, moving on to the House of Ideas. Amazing Spider-Man. It hits issue number 44. It is finally the end of Gang War. Gang War feels like... What the fuck does Madam Mask have to do with anything? I mean, I'm not Uh, keeping up with Gang War, so I don't know. No, it is. I had no idea she was in it either, but this is not going to go the way you think it will. Big surprise. It's already not going the way I think it will because she's a fucking Iron Man villain. What the hell is she doing on a Spider-Man book? Exactly. Yeah, I have no idea why she's there, what she's doing. Whatever. Um, yeah, it is what it is, but yeah, I don't get it. Some cool covers for this one as well, but it's Spider-Man. Of course it does. Uh, big book for me this week, and I thank you too, Avengers Twilight number three. Finally oh, yeah, have... getting to see Kamala Khan. Um, I have been 30, loving this book. Old. This is, this is. I mean, we said just before this book came out, right? Like, you know, it's a great creative team, Chip Zdarsky and Daniel Acuna, but it looks like they're just kind of doing that, like, you know, Dark Knight Return style, like, we're in a future gone wrong type of thing, and those are kind of hit and miss for me, but this has definitely been a hit. Like, yeah, and it is doing that, but yeah. it's really leaning oh, into like is, real world fascism it, and things that could happen in real life. And that's yes, that's the Marvel can do that way better than DC. Yeah. They just can't. I mean, absolutely, this is like eating at Dark Knight Returns' table, but it is doing. It's a good contribution to that table. They brought a good, uh, got a br- brought a good casserole to that table. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to show these because oh, I mean, you just well, you know, brought up a good devil. point. But this is the Daniel Acuna cover, which, yeah, which I think is the best cover. But yes, that's here gorgeous. It is. It's the but yeah, I mean they're just the dark they're giving away the game on, on this. One, that is going to sell. That is going to sell so much, man. If I can find yeah. that, I'm going to this get cover that is going to sell a ton that. of copies. Yeah, I mean that is a ton of copies. If you can, that find is it. maybe one of the most iconic covers of all time. You see it like imitated a lot i've even seen like squirrel girl doing that pose and one of the issues i read of that but like um yeah she should be older like she's an adult in this story but well whatever that's yeah she does look kind of younger there but it's still more timeless to have her as her regular age because this cover is never gonna age Poor. That's true. In the you know grand I mean? scheme of things, it's always going to be classic. It is probably better to get like the most recognizable version of the character on this like very recognizable homage. Like I get that. that makes, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And Torin Clark also gets a cover with the the team. But uh, Cable they're really pushing Miss Marvel in those covers. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, that's the main reason to buy issue number three, in my opinion. If you if no one's been reading this book, issue number three might be the best selling copy just because of the cool variant covers. Seriously, mm. I mean, I kind of hate to say it, but people are going to be seeking out that that homage cover, that Miller homage. Um, all right, Cable number two with some cool variants, Carnage number four, uh, Dead X Men number two. Did you get an opportunity to read the first issue of Dead X Men? I don't think we even talked about it. No, that one just kind of was under my radar. I'm. It I'm not going to be getting every single one of these fucking X books, and this was one of the ones that I'm like, nah, you know. Yeah, it's like an it's like Exiles, uh, but with yeah, those dead um, ones. The dead they ones. They featured weird. in that uh 
that Rise of the Powers of Ten book that came out last week, which is really does just like it does progress like the meta narrative, but it is also just a, like, hey, here's what all these characters in these other X books have been doing. Check it out. And they mentioned the dead yes. X-Men in that one. Yeah, almost like a commercial for the damn book in the other yeah. book. Uh, Giant Size Fantastic Four number one is not what you think. It is written by Fabian Nichiza, Chris Lee. So this is not really yeah. new material. It's kind of rehashed material. And Fantastic Four number 33, which I think is um, the classic betrayal in the Atlantean style. I think that's the first time they go to war with uh, Atlantis. I have been hoping that this was going to be like a uh, just part of Ryan North's run, just like a little like a uh, you know extra story. Imagine that he what was he could doing, do. But... Imagine oh, what he would do yeah. in an annual. I would love to just, do whatever the fuck just he, any... he's doing. Whatever the fuck he wants now. But, yeah, but I would uh, love to see him have a story with more pages for sure. That would be really rad. But yeah, so I'm, I'm, this is probably a pass for me just because it's not part yeah, of the, me too. the stuff me I'm too. already reading. Great I like cover, that cover though. All the, the villains on it. Yeah, and that's a classic, but uh, Immortal Thor, number seven, yeah. probably the, I don't know, it's arguable. It's definitely in the top three, I would say, of books going on at Marvel right now. Oh, this, yeah, this run has been really fucking great so far. Um, this is the second part of this basically retelling of, like, one of the only really famous Thor myths that we actually have, the, tri the trip to... Utgard, whatever however it's called. Yeah, it's Utgard. He said, said it right here. Or no, right here. Utgard. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people are, like, are spoiled by Thor because, you know, he, we have so much content. He's so iconic. But really, there aren't really that many Thor stories. Yeah, the classic mythology, we have, like, two. We have yeah. this, and we have the one where he dresses up as a woman to go get his hammer back. Yeah, they're never going to publish that. Yeah. They're never going to the well, who knows? Like... Gillen might 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 do it. You know what I mean? Or Ewing, sorry, Ewing might do it. You know? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, all right, Invincible Iron Man number fifteen, worth a mention only because months ago James Rhodes was framed and arrested on an intel gathering mission that unearthed a terrible truth. Orcus isn't planning to stop with mutants. I had no idea this happened. When the fuck did this happen? I am not sure. Um, when I've was been... Rhodes kidnapped by Orcus? <sighs> Maybe it was early on in this Invincible Iron Man run because I, um, I've been tuning in for all like the X related stuff, but yeah. I don't remember this. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna check this out because I love a good Rhodey story, and this is gonna be cool. I really do. I think I like War Machine like a lot more than than Iron Man, and even when Punisher was wearing the armor, you know, I really love that shit. But. Mm. I don't know. I just I like War Machine. Uh, so yeah, that looks cool. Definitely reading that. Um, what else we got? Miles Morales, Spider-Man number seventeen. This is a fallout from Gang War. I'm not picking this up. Probably not even going to read this at all because yeah, it's just been, I've been kinda, skipping it the whole Gang War shit. I've had this. This book's been on hold while the Gang War stuff's been going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Secret Wars number two, facsimile edition. Uh, I don't know what this is for. Marvel Superheroes, Secret Wars number two reprinting. I'm not sure why. Well, whatever. They can. It's fine that they do that. But uh, Power Pack Into the Storm number two. Solid first issue on this. Power Pack is always just, you know, kind of kiddie fun. And, yeah, I had a good time with it. I had a good time with the first issue. Um, it wasn't the best, but it was just supposed to be. I mean, it know, hit the target it was aiming for. Exactly. Exactly. 
Uh, big book again this week. Punisher number four. David Pepo, Dave Walker. Love that. Love this team on this book. I think they're doing just an amazing job. And yeah. we're going to meet Jigsaw in this. Um, the terror group known as Jigsaw. Um, kind of rehashing some stuff and putting a little t- new twist on it. Um, Punisher that's books what this whole book little... has been about. Like Punisher books always have like I feel kind of conflicted about them in a way because like a lot of people who are like Punisher fans are just you know fans for all the wrong reasons you know like they like view him as oh, like yeah. a role model like an idol and so I right I, right yeah. I imagine most of those people have not been giving this Punisher book a chance but yeah I would agree with that if you and are on the fence I don't, don't want to let fun, those people you know? tell me what's up yeah oh I don't absolutely let those yeah tell like me th- what's up, this book has at legitimately been like pretty fun I like the whole like sci-fi gadget angle that he brings to the table and yeah. just, so far it's been yeah. a lot of like fighting quirky mini boss squads and yeah it's been good yeah i've enjoyed it too man i really have uh all right resurrection of magneto number two the first issue by al ewing um was pretty good yeah i i I enjoyed it but while that first issue was mostly about storm the solicit is reading here that this one is going to lean more into magneto um i'm not sure why namor is showing up i'm not really sure why there's any fish stuff going on at all but I still want to know. Really, all I want to know is how the fuck he comes back. I don't even really care about the journey that we take to get there. It might be interesting, but I understand Storm making the sacrifice to try to get her friend, basically her family, you know, back from the dead. Um, especially now when they need him so damn badly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though Polaris is definitely doing the shit. Yeah, um, she's like throwing the fucking. Uh... Throw, throwing nowhere at fucking orcas right now, so it's yeah, badass. fucking amazing. And she even called herself the new master of magnetism, which mm. <sighs> fucking loved it. But uh, yeah, can he allow Storm to bring him back? And what does the deep key unlock? So it really feels like we're way, way early in this series. I enjoyed um, the hell out of that first issue, and I imagine that I'll enjoy this yeah, one too. It looks like I think they might have changed artists, which is a big shame, but um, because I love that art in that first issue so much. But I'm definitely on board for yeah. this one. Yeah, me too. Uh, Spider-Punk arms race. Another revisit to this fucking punk-ass motherfucker. That main um, cover cool is definitely channeling the uh, the Spider-Verse look that they gave him. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And, I mean, the art inside is pretty damn good, too. I mean, they've got nice design work here, you know, with kind of, you know, spider-web lines. And then this just looks fantastic. I love this right here. This could be a cover in and of itself. It could be. Um, yeah, it's just that's... so nice. Uh, and then right back into here, look, all the motion on the page. Very well done. Hanging out with Kamala Khan. Miz with a Z, right? Drummer. Daredevil is a drummer. Riri Riot Williams. Heart. I mean, come on. Captain Anarchy. Dude. And they're beating up like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle villains. What the fuck? I love it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to read this. I'm not expecting much from it. Just, you know, like, fun. But, I mean, I think that's what kind of has been established. It's the definition of this character now because of those Spider-Verse movies. He's just fun. Yeah. He's just fun to have around. I think at one point they were trying to make it kind of serious, like political almost, where he was, like, going to be a true anarchist and, like, take shit down. Yeah. And I mean, might still definitely do that, but... There's a, there's a, a trope on now. TV tropes called like world of hats where like you go into a world and everyone has like a defining feature, like seemingly mm-hmm. across the entire world. And that definitely does seem like this is like the punk hat world. Yeah. But that being said, I mean, that is fun. You know, like it is cool to see all the different like 
stick it to the man versions of these different characters. Like Riot Heart alone is a really fun fucking name. Yeah, it's freaking cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'm anxious to see that, and I'm interested in those characters. You know, we really haven't oh, for seen sure. a yeah. lot of them. Uh, Star Wars books, Thrawn Alliances, issue number two. Um, I guess that's it. I Death feel like you have to be pretty deep Omnibus. into the pretty deep into the Star Wars uh, churn if you're checking out this book. I'm not that deep into the Star Wars comics, but I mean, Thrawn was a hell yeah, of a lot either. of fun in the Ahsoka show. It was probably my favorite part of that show. Yeah, and I think they're trying to capitalize off that. Uh, well, absolutely, doing, and he's they're doing he's almost, a new comic. He's going to be the oh, go he's going to be the villain of that the Dave Filoni project that they're working on that movie. So yeah, so they're doing um more Star Wars comics set in the Phantom Menace era. Like, they're going to go back there. Man, people have developed quite a fond nostalgia for it. So, yeah, they have. as well. Yeah, and all the all the shit that they're doing now, all of the main Star Wars books are being told between, you know, the original trilogy. So, I mean, why wouldn't they, Yeah, you know, try to go back to that well? I'll read them. Uncanny X-Men 268 facsimile edition. This is all for Wolverine's, like, anniversary or something. Yeah. And they're doing that. What's his name? Uh, is doing a, a new story with this shit in it. But we'll see. What if Venom number one? Um, yeah, I don't even know why I'm going to click on this. Um, it's Jeremy Holt, Jesus Erebus. Uh, years ago in a familiar church tower, the Venom symbiote was spurned by Peter Parker and found a willing host in the vengeful and wrathful Eddie Brock. Or at least that's the story you know. Um an all-new look at what makes Marvel Universe's most sinister symbiote tick with a journey that reimagines its earliest days bonded to a host with a rage and temper entirely different from those of Eddie Brock. Okay, so, so it looks like he's it's the symbiote bonding with Loki, Doctor Strange, Moon Knight. Um, I can't, in there. That, okay, yeah, that's Wolverine. That's Wolverine. Um, I can't, from the leg, I cannot tell who that last one is. Is it like the Hulk or something? I think that's more Loki. Maybe that's more Loki. More of a Loki. Maybe, maybe right. a She-Hulk. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah, it might be She-Hulk, which would also be weird. But, but hey, I mean, um, it, these what-if stories are always just like, you know, pretty hit or miss. It's, um, do you care enough about Venom to see what would happen? Yeah, I guess it is She-Hulk. But, um, yeah, if they bonded to different creatures. So, hey, yeah, go for it, you know. I don't like the Venomized shit. I don't like being venomized. Okay, I think I it's think the consensus. It. Yeah, I think it's the consensus amongst all the contributors to this show that um, Venom is kind of an overrated character. He's not just overrated. When you put him and bond him with somebody who's already got powers, it makes him different. But he's still a spider guy. Yeah. And I guess that was all kind of retconned with... I saw a Donnie good argument one time event, that whatever like, the hell that was, but the most interesting Venom ever was was in that very first appearance. Yeah, the story of Spidey yeah. dealing with the black suit and like ridding himself and like it like corrupting him—that's interesting. Yeah, then, like dude. it coming back to haunt him is interesting. But yeah, ever since then, it's just like he's just another Spider-Man villain now. And I, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're saying that you really liked it when Eddie Brock first took it over, and Eddie had a beef with Peter Parker, didn't sure. know he was Spider-Man, and then the Venom symbiote also knew that he was Peter Parker and Spider-Man, and then all of a sudden, the light bulb goes on in Eddie's head, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And then the Venom symbiote's like, "Yeah," just like the movie, kind of. Yeah, no, not with Peter I mean, Parker. There's a reason kinda... why that's the only part of Venom story that ever gets adapted. You know, yes, exactly. Like the initial exactly. stages of it. 
Yes. Yes. Because now him and the symbiote are like buddies. Like they're protecting each other. Sure. Like, I mean, Venom is, is going to save it. You know, Venom I love is like shit. full on an anti hero now. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Just people it's fucking much, love man. the symbiote stuff. I mean, these Venom books sell, that Carnage book sells. And we didn't even talk about Carnage earlier, but that's like a ripoff of a ripoff, you know? Yeah. And they're doing a Venom war later man, on. It's they did Summer be of Symbiotes not too long ago. They, they did fucking um, Summer of Carnage, King in Black, Summer you know? of Symbiotes. King and they Black. do this symbiote Everybody stuff all has. the time, and it's just, it never means much to me, but people yeah. and obviously I loved buy King these Black. books. I loved King and Black. Oh, King and Black but was still, fun, yeah. sure. I say that I really dug Donny Cates' Venom, giving um, Eddie a kid, Dylan. Dylan was a really cool character. Sure. And yeah. it feels like we're finally getting the finality to that in this new uh, Venom War thing that's going to come. Dylan versus Eddie. Uh, White Widow hits issue number four. Of another big book this week. Probably the most violent, bloody Wolverine arc that I've ever seen. And I've read a yeah. lot of this. Uh, Sabretooth War has been fantastic. Look at this shit. It I mean, has been. I love the hell out of it when it's the Wolverine stuff, though. When they switch over to it focusing on Sabretooth, I kind of tune out a little bit. And that's what that last issue was, pretty much. Yeah. It was all Sabretooth and back in the day. and <laughs> Looks like we're getting back to Logan, though. So, yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to kind of yeah. getting back to getting back to Ben Percy, to be perfectly frank, you know? Exactly. Nothing against Victor Lavalle. He can write a book. Nothing but against he's just him, but a character that you're not, you don't care about really. I don't give a shit about Sabretooth. And honestly, it's yeah. just that's not a fair comparison to make because Ben Percy's Wolverine has been just, you know, fucking fantastic. You oh know? my God. It's been so good. Uh, love that X Force is kind of showing up, you know, to help him out. I love that. You know, sure, sure. Sticking yeah. with the continuity. Sticking with the continuity. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, over at Marvel, we get this Women of Marvel number one uh, one shot. It's a six dollar one shot, kind of like the thing they do. Yeah, um, quite often. You know, getting ahead on, of uh, uh, Women's History Month here. I'm sure. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I love this. Are we going to get an America America story? Oh please, man. Th we need more America. We need more fucking America in these comics. She is such a cool character, dude, and. I think the comics aren't leaning into these characters, especially her character as much and the overall multiverse, even though like the ultimate thing kind of is leaning into that. But there, why isn't there an Exiles book? Why isn't America yeah. jumping from universe to universe? Especially America the multiverse just seems is so to be, hot right now. Yeah, America just seems to be one of those characters who's mostly hanging out in other people's books. Like she was in yeah. West Coast Avengers. Uh, she was in uh, she was in uh, Kieran Gillen's Young Avengers. Yeah. Man, so, I'd love to see them yeah. do her character up a little bit better, you know? I don't know. She just needs more, in my opinion. She seems like one of those characters that comes off as Pandora. She was just there for one thing, one reason, and now she's gone. And it's like, no, she should not be gone. She's very cool. She's a very special character, and I don't want to see her gone. I mm -hmm. want to see her hanging out. All right. Dynamite. So maybe I'll read that book. There's an America story in it. I love it. Uh, nothing much over at uh, Dynamite. This is weird. They are pushing out the Lilo and Stitch metal premium covers prior to actually releasing the Lilo and Stitch book. Hmm. I'm pretty sure the Lilo and Stitch book does not come out till next week. But it's really cool that they're doing a Lilo and Stitch book. Um, all ages read uh, over at Dynamite. Taking that oh, yeah, you know, I mean, bottom line cut off that 
that lost There's definitely an audience. I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, Lilo and Stitch <laughs> has uh, quite a lot of fondness for like you know people in my generation and older. But... I still know kids who like I I have. I kind of have grandkids, all right? My wife kind of adopted a girl, not officially, but her grandkids, her kids are kind of like our grandkids, you know, and they come over all the time and it's fucking great. They're awesome. And I love being like a grandpa to them, but I turned them on to Lilo and Stitch a few months ago and they were like, holy shit, this is fantastic. They're jumping up and down and hanging out. They're having such a great time, probably because I'm like, you know, talking to them through the whole thing, but. It's really great that Marvel. It's difficult take... for me to imagine you I talking, know. making anybody happy. So that's probably not exactly. That. You should see how weird it is. It's hmm. weird. Um, except my dogs. My dogs love it. I always make them happy, no matter what I say. But well, yeah, I mean, dogs unconditionally they don't love give a us. shit. Un- Even exactly. monsters like you are unconditionally yes, loved by dogs. Exactly, and little kids. You've seen Frankenstein. Even little kids. If you're a monster, anyway. It's really great that they, Marvel can take they're what would teach otherwise... you how to like, you know, love flowers <laughs> and things like that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but it's really good that Marvel would take what would otherwise be a loss leader on their in their line mm-hmm. and pawn it off onto some other publisher. And I sure, think that with respect, like, where yeah, I mean, kind of like money. in the kind of like in like the Premier League, right? Like loaning out the mm. someone on their roster to another team so that like, you know, they're not yeah. just sitting idle. Yeah. Uh, and then we get Negaduck number four, the Darkwing Duck spinoff. Um, again, the Darkwing Duck book has two spinoffs now, so we get I more success. Just, I'm honestly just flabbergasted at this. I book know, exists. I know. If you'd have told me, "Hey, Dynamite is doing a Darkwing Duck cover," or pardon me, a Darkwing Duck book, I would have said hey, it'll probably go an arc or two. Yeah, two spinoffs. Two. Yeah, I mean, spinoffs. I'm. I could. Be, I can buy Darkwing Duck kind of just having enough support to justify doing it. Yeah, I never could have imagined they do a fucking Nega book. I'm yeah. sorry, Nega Duck book. Yeah. What's I mean, the other one? The... Is it like Gizmo Duck or some shit? No, it's the team book. Gizmo Duck's on the team though, and it has oh, that okay, vampire okay. duck and. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah. That, like that, like so, Duck Avengers thing, whatever the fuck yeah. it is. We're gonna do it in quick hits next week. We're just gonna do like two or three very short, brief stories, just because they're cool. Um, and then talk about all nothing but the events that are coming out this summer. But a little preview of that, Jason Aaron is writing a DuckTales book over at Marvel. He's writing an Uncle Scrooge book. Fucking hell. Dude, we're going to talk about it next week. It's going to be so damn cool. I cannot wait. Um, Red Sonja uh, 2023 hits issue number eight. It's been a good run so far. I always read Red Sonja. It, it's pretty easy to read, so I kind of catch up two or three issues at a time. Oh, I mean, um, yeah, that's, you can but... just jump in. Like, What's it going to be about this week? She's probably going to fight someone. You know? She's going to kick some ass. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's pretty straightforward. That's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing, you know? Oh, no, it's it's fantastic. And then Wheel of Time, Great Hunt, number four, if you're a Wheel of Time person. So let's fly kind of through these um, books because there isn't that many. Um, I did want to talk about Avatar. It's a Dark Horse book. This is not a movie sequel. This is a video game sequel. This takes place in the video game. Universe, oh, fuck, is, I barely remember that that existed. Okay. That game? I, I, guess, I guess it still exists, but yeah. Dude, I have talked to people who say, no, dude, it's one of the greatest games I've ever played. And then other people said, no, that game is complete dog shit. And it's like, holy fuck, it's just like the movies. Well, <laughs> it's the yeah, same I mean, as the I, movies. I guess they got the movie's energy they got down it right. perfectly then, yeah. Yeah, they got it right. And then uh, I did want to mention this as well, just because it's also Avatar, but... Uh, Big deal good because avatar, of the okay. live, yeah, good avatar. It, because the uh, 
the movie has done or the movie the tv show on netflix has done quite well it's been in the top 10 for yeah um, since it's de- debuted so so yeah they could they're probably are going to do a se- the second season of it um which yes at, which last airbender is only three seasons so they actually do have a solid chance of finishing that there is no fucking way they are ever going to get anywhere close to finishing one piece I mean, hell, One Piece oh, is to finishing One Piece. You know? I mean, what? I don't even know if they're going to try. They'd have to do like 20 fucking seasons of yeah, live-action One Piece. Yeah, and those kids won't last that long. They'd have to no. replace the kids like three or four times. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how far they're going to get on that live-action One Piece show, but they have a legit yeah. shot of getting through all the of The Last Airbender. It's and not it's a very Korra. long show. Then it's Korra, right? No, no, eventually, maybe. I mean, Korra, well. is, Korra is not as beloved as Last Airbender, which... it's like I, It feels like, like Voyager to me. Yeah, I mean, I like Korra. I kind of like it more than Avatar. Comparison. That is a great comparison, because, like, they are fine. They are very, In fact, they are pretty good, just on their own merits, but they really suffer from being compared to some of the greatest television of all time. Like I still love the next generation the most. And last airbender is damn near perfect. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. 100%. Dude. Uh, All right. What else we got here? Uh, Canary number three over at dark horse. That's been okay. Uh, Conan the barbarian over at Titan comics. Fantastic. Jim's up just killing it on that damn book. Uh, Crashdown hits issue number two of four. Most notably, this is a cool book over on Massive because Ben Templesmith is doing the art on it. A very well-known artist. Just fantastic. Uh, David Boer is doing the D&D Saturday Morning Adventures. This is the second volume of that. Also the second issue, Driss fucking DeOrden showed mm-hmm. up last issue. So that was damn good. Hey, Jaraxel showed up. Honestly, major props. Like They're not just like recreating the cartoon's art style. They're actually you know putting some stank on that, you know? Yeah, dude. I mean, it's fantastic. I've really been enjoying this a whole lot, dude. Even though, I mean, how many seasons of that '80s cartoon even are there? And isn't it? I is it just one? It might be just. I think one, it might right? be just one season. It's just it one was, of those things. It that is. Just hit. It was not a long-lasting show. It yeah. got a lot more popular, like after. Yeah, syndication. Like, yeah, yeah, it got a lot more popular in syndication. That was the word I was looking yeah. for. Things. I remember waking up or it's doing Saturday mornings in the eighties. And I was like that age, you know, I was that dude. This used to come on at like six or seven in the morning. And even at five or six, I'm sleeping in a little bit. So a lot of times I would miss it. But then in the summer, it got syndicated and put on afternoons, like between GI Joe and transformers and shit, you know, and he, man, it was in that mix. And yeah, dude, it took off in my school. I remember it taking off like a motherfucker. Like kids started playing Dungeons and Dragons because of that. That my mom would have been in her 30s in the 80s, and she told me that even she watched it some when it was coming yeah. out originally. Yeah. Well, Fantastic. probably in syndication. I don't think she got up early for it, but yeah. Yeah. And that was just my market. It might have been different in other markets, but I know it didn't Who's do to too say? well to get a lot of seasons, you know. Uh, Dead Detective hits issue number four or five. Uh, what else we got? Uh, all right, big book, Duke number three, fantastic book. A lot of talky talk in this issue. I've already had an opportunity to read it, but it really moves things forward. Um, we, it's just ch- packed full of stuff you need to wrap up the series. Um, because it's only a five issue miniseries, we're on issue number three. We get a lot of background on characters, we get a lot of characters making sort of quasi connections that you can tell are going to lead them into the rest of the series. 
Um, and again, is it a mistake that Skybound only did these five issue miniseries with both Cobra Commander and Duke? Time will tell. We don't know. Yeah. We won't know till next month what's coming out after Duke and Cobra Commander because I guarantee you it's something. It's something. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah. I've been enjoying this a lot more than Cobra Commander. I feel like this is more accessible to someone like me who's not. I think so. Like, who's not deep in the. Uh, the, the minutia of yeah the lore yeah, the lore um like i don't really know who captain rock and roll is but okay some dude showed up he's, with a fucking he's right over here on this whatever show. he's right you want me to go get him he's right over here it's fine it's fine <laughs> but i feel like it did a good job presenting it like okay i get his deal he's like a really like rowdy guy with a fucking gun okay i'm good let's go you know yeah like, even I, he had the, the stereo there he, is, yeah know? he's got the tattoos yeah for sure and Stalker too. Stalker comes across very well too. I think you'll think. Yeah. Uh, I think you'll say after you read this issue that Baroness also comes off very well. Yeah, you know, I mean, she is one of the. It, it's a good pull for to bring her into this because she is like, I know who that is. You know, I knew who right. Destro was, and I of course know who right. Duke is. You know. Yeah. Like until yep. they pull in like Snake Eyes, I'm not going to have much to know about the Joes here. But yeah. I think that's going to be the next miniseries. I think you know, that's going to be a Snake Eyes There is no they way have, they're not. They I mean, to. other than Duke, he is... In fact, even including Duke, he might be the most famous Joe, you know? Yeah, I mean, they could try to do maybe a Scarlet book, but in the Scarlet they book, could potentially you do have Scarlet to book. bring Snake Eyes in on the last page of the first issue. You have to. You just have to. You, you just do. Because they're together in ARAH, in the, the main G.I. Joe... Not the main, but the G.I. Joe book. They are uh, together. The Legacy G.I. Joe book? What do we want to call yeah, it nowadays? The Real American Hero. Yeah. 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 It's actually really good. I can't help but read it every week, even though I, I really don't have much of an idea what's going on because I haven't read 300 issues, or at least none since I was like, you know, 15. But uh, all right, moving on. Uh, what else we got? Godzilla War for Humanity hits issue number four. Uh, we got some grim books. Happy Astronaut. Um Gosh. Oh, Ice Cream Man. Finally, another issue of Ice Cream Man. Issue number 38. They skipped a month, but man, this is easily one of the best. I don't even know if I want to call it horror. I guess it is. It's it's just fucking horror. Horror comics on shelves. It's yeah, it's going... definitely a horror book, um, but I love like it. a like booga wooga, like jump scare type. Like this is like like Dark Mirror. King with Black your mind. Mirror. Yeah. Yeah, Twilight Zone, you know, Dark Shadows or whatever that shit was. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, this has consistently been like fantastic since it first came out. I'm pretty sure this is one of your like retiree books, right? Oh yeah, it's retired. It's retired. I I try to, I tend to read it first. You know, every every week when I start reading books, I tend to read it first because usually it's a pretty quick read. Yeah, um, like I think I'm gonna mention this before, but like my reading order does tell you a lot about like my expectation for the books. Like I try yeah. to save a good book for last. But the mm. best books are the ones I can't wait to read. So, yeah, they jump to the front of the list. Yeah, I'm reading a book, and it's just, like, looking over there at me. And I'm like, no, I'm fuck it. I'm doing it. And then I say that most of the books I get early anyway. So I'm reading them way before Wednesday anyway. But um, what else we got? Lady Death. Um, Miracles wraps up with issue four. Moon Man from Kid Cuddy. Cootie gets a second printing. Um, Cuddy. Cuddy. Phantom Road number nine, Jeff Lemire's weird book about a trucker and a hitchhiker in a different world protecting a thing that may or may not destroy the world. It's weird, dude. It's just weird. There's no other I way to describe it. I feel like this is one it. of those, like, hey, Jeff Lemire, like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And this is one of those, like, let's push that envelope uh, type of books oh. that he does every now and then. And he is. He is. But I'm still into it. The characters are very cool. Oh, I mean, of though, course. I mean, 
Yeah. It's the it's the paradox of Jeff Lemire. Like, not only does he find the time to write so much, but it's always so fucking good. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know how, how does he find the time to not just churn out material, yeah. but also, like, have such a high standard all the damn time? Yeah. And here's another part to that. And I wanted to mention this in the news the other day, but you know how, like, we have that Tiny Onion thing, you know, where he's doing his own thing. But we have all these other oh, things. Tiny like Jeff Johns has sort of a collective of artists and, and writers. And there's a couple more of those going on. Jeff Lemire ain't part of none of that. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, he's already yeah. got TV shows. He's already he, got TV shows planned. Yeah, They're doing I mean, Essex he County. Can, he you can know? probably he do it. Join I mean, one of those things and own it. Dominate. Yeah, dominate. I mean, I'm not, not I'm not knocking Tiny or anyone else, but, like, Jeff yeah. Lemire is probably, like, a step above, like, a lot of the guys who yes. are doing it. 100%, dude. I mean, they're still working on the Essex County. He had the, uh, what's the antler one, the fucking? Uh, Sweet Tooth. Yeah, Sweet Tooth, that's a show. So he's yep. he's do, making that TV money. So he's probably like, I don't need y'all. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't need help doing that. More power to you. Maybe that but is the limit to his time management. He can't, like, right. do right. the entrepreneurial, like, legit like the legwork to put all this shit together because he's writing so good i don't fucking exactly know, that was exactly what i was about to say you know tiny might have some room jeff john's definitely got some room you know on his schedule to do that shit but mm. lemire's writing 10 books a fucking month you know uh radiant black hits issue number 28 and 28.5 if you're not following that hey just what a whatever. fucking success story though radiant black i know is. Like, it's really this hard is one of those things where like when they first dude. yeah when they first announced like radiant black i'm like okay this will probably be like a fun little like you know six to twelve issue type of thing but no this thing is spanned the years and led to like 50 fucking spinoffs at this point. And an intergalactic war is now going on in, like, all the books. It's wild, dude. I mean, it's so crazy that they've done that. Uh, Savage Dragon, issue 268. Uh, Savage Sword of Conan uh, is issue one of six. Titan Comics getting into, of course, the spinoffs. That's what happens when you have a successful Conan book. You do Savage Sword of Conan. Later on, you do a King Conan. You do a Pauper Conan. Whatever kind of Conan you want to do. Um, but yeah, John Arcudi is writing, Pat Zercher, and of course, Jim Zub. Uh, this is going to be cool. Just like the regular Conan book has been, Savage Sword is going to be dope. It's going to be dope. Um, I think that's really all we got. We got some Sonic. Oh, we do have Star Trek Defiant number 12. Very cool. Haven't read, uh, actually read this yet. I've been so busy, but very stoked to get my hands on this. Defiant has been a really, really cool book. And we're also getting Star Trek Picard Academy number 6. Uh, Ribbon Queen number eight of eight wraps that series by Garth Ennis and Jason Burroughs. Great horror story. Dave's been just raving about it. And, um, oh, Tuskers. This is that elephant book I was telling you about with that great fucking art. Um, I'm going to have to wait for this to get collected and buy all three issues in, in one book because I am unable to find this anywhere. I just cannot find it. No one's got it. Undiscovered Country hits issue 28. World Tree hits issue number eight. Great book by James Tiny and about internet horror. Very, very fun. Um, and yeah, yeah, dude, that is it. Holy crap. It Where'd he go? Now he's gone. Taylor left. Probably had internet issues. He was a little crunchy earlier, but that's what happens. Um, so yeah, a lot of great books dropping this week. Um, I think I'm most excited for... Um, what was it? That Marvel book. Um, yeah, it was definitely a Marvel book. Oh, yeah. The uh, Avengers book. Avengers Twilight. 
The book looks awesome. I'm going to check that out. Um, Iron Man, of course. Wolverine. Oh, my gosh. Wolverine's going to be great. Um, yeah. Oh, there he is. We wrapped. Almost wrapped. Um, well, I probably wouldn't have had any. I'm yeah. not wrong on your end. So, like. Yeah, I don't know I what happened. Just... I was I just trying to, like, fill dead air there for a minute. <laughs> <And then they're laughs> yeah. Like, oh, wait, no, I'm the one who's at fault. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, and Star Trek Defiant, of course, you know, but uh, I was saying Avengers Twilight's coming out. Uh, Wolverine is coming out. Um, a lot of uh, really good mainstays. Not really a bunch of new books, you know, this week, um, which is good. You know, we don't always need new, fresh books. It's good to let stories breathe and to let them breathe on their yeah. own so we can talk about them um, on our show. Definitely a lot of uh... – Definitely a lot of old favorites coming back, like Immortal Thor and uh, Wolverine yeah. and uh, Twi- and Avengers Twilight. Yeah, yeah, so stoked for that. So try to get me one of those uh, Dark Knight Return variants with a uh, Kamala. Dude, good luck. Heck yeah, dude. And I, I don't like my chances, but you know I'll give it the old college try. Yeah, awesome. Uh, well, that's it for us, y'all. Thanks for hanging out. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you like what we're doing, check out what the Bullies are doing. They did a show last night. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but Leroy and Eli talking pop culture. Uh, that's movies, you know, video games, comics, um, novels. If you want links to everything they've got going on and everything we got going on, go to outrightgeekery.com. All the audios, visuals, socials, all that good shit. Thanks a lot. We'd appreciate it. Um, come back on Sunday. Yeah, come back on Sunday. We're going to be talking about all of these books that we just talked about. All this time we've been doing. You still don't remember the yeah, day Sunday? Of the week. Is that when we're doing it? Sunday? Um, but we're also going to be talking about news. We already pretty much have the news plan. We're just going to be talking mostly about the two big events, Absolute Power from DC and um, Blood Hunt from uh, Marvel. Two big events. So you hear that, uh, geek news world? You can't do anything between now and Sunday. We're not going to share it. Yeah, don't say shit. If we do, we're just going to briefly mention it. Briefly. Because we are going to mention some really brief shit. But we don't have as much on Absolute Power as we do on the the Marvel event. Honestly, this is my first time hearing of it. It's going to be cool. It looks really fun. It's all this culmination of Beast World and Amanda Waller and doing her shit. So mm. cool. Well, again, thanks for hanging out, everybody. We really, really appreciate it. But most of all, thanks to this guy for hanging out with this guy. Good times. We are going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. Very awkward.